I taught a class and I remember the, the faculty saying to me like, all right, well, you you could do it however you want to do it. Um, but there's this one student named such and such. Watch out for him because he's doing really bad in school. I taught him how to make beats and I had a big speaker. So they would, some didn't want to know how to make beats. Some just wanted to dance. And the one kid they, they warned me about, he asked me the most questions like, so how do you do that? How are you recording this? Like he was watching everything I was doing because he was passionate about it. And then just from that, his grades went up. Everything went up. Knock him out the box, Rick. Knock him out, Rick. Knock him out the box. Rhythm rug. Rhythm rug. Yep. AKA rhythm. Yep. AKA rhythm. Yeah. <laughs> rhythm rug. Yeah. Rhythm, rhythm rug, man. Where did that come from? Well, I, my, uh, my old art, uh, producer name was Beast of Beats. And when I realized that I was the artist that I was searching for, I needed a new uh, a new name. So I remember saying, all right, give me a new name. What's what's my name going to be? And then I was walking in uh, New York, in Albany, New York. And I uh, I was listening to Pandora. And there's a song, you know, Tribe Called Quest? Yeah. And the, Can I Kick It? Oh, yeah. And so when he says the line where he says, wipe your feet real good on the rhythm rug, I just stopped in my tracks and I said, rhythm rug, like that's my name. And immediately I called GoDaddy up and I bought the domain and, you know, I just knew that was the name. And now the meaning of Rhythm Rug is just, uh, it's took on its own life. It's more than just a, a lyric now. It's like, you know, you, like the definition of Rhythm Rug, so we know life is rhythm. And a rug is a blending of various patterns, textures, colors. So we're all sending a signal out of our heart. That's the different type of pattern. And you know, we harmonize. So it's like the rhythm rug, you know, we all are in my, in my heart, we're all rhythm rug. Like the whole world is rhythm rug. It could be, we blend, you know, woven together, woven together in a tapestry of love. Yeah, exactly. With okay. rhythm and rhythm. Well, rhythm. Yeah. I was wondering about the rug part, the rhythm part I get, man, like <clears throat> right. music, it connects people physically right away, man. Like through the heartbeat of the song, yeah. the beat, the rhythm. Yeah. That's what, like, you know what I mean? There's a melody, but the rhythm. And when you go into the, like, even those house parties and everyone's thumping to, like, you know, one one rhythm, one heartbeat. Yeah. There's something special about that. It is. Yeah. yeah. But the rug part, I get now. So it's like, is it also that you're welcoming people? Yeah. Like, you want people to stand on your shoulders, maybe? Or, or no, it's more about the woven, the tapestry of the rug. Well, that, that, I never actually looked at it like that, but that, I love that. It's because yeah. I, you know, we. You're giving yourself. Yeah. Like the rug gives itself fully, man. It's like, stand on me. Like, wow. Take all the weight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody that passes into your home, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say wipes their feet because that sounds like derogatory, but, yeah. but it's maybe like the most selfless way of giving yourself like here, right? you know? Let right. me clean your feet. That's powerful. Come in, come in pure, baby. That's powerful. And you give love when you meet people. Like right. when I met you, so I met you at um, uh, Freeze thirtieth party. Right. I should have said. Why did I say that? I said an art event. Yeah. We met at Freeze thirtieth birthday party. Shout out to Free Art. Shout out to Free. Right. Um, and uh, when I met you coming down, you were down there. Like right away, you're just so open. You're smiling. You're you're positive like how do you get in that frame of mind like what is that about why are you like that well because it does come you know a lot of people smile but it's different but, yeah you know it's something that it's been my like there was a time in my life where i knew that the main thing that i wanted to achieve from life was to bring joy because i feel like your health your health is is 
you know, related to your sense of joy. Uh, it affects your, your finances. It affects your relations with people around you. Joy to me is like, it's something that I want to cultivate, like the garden, you know, like, so our mind is like a garden. So I got to plant the joy, cultivate it. And, and just like, that's my life mission. And that's, but music is the tools I use, but it's greater than the music though. You know, it's like, that's why we're here because it's, it's affecting everyone. It's affecting people on the other side, people that have passed on, people that are yet to come. It's affecting all of us here because we're just, we really are all connected. So like that's, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so when did that shift happen for you? Do you that remember happened, like a, a story, a time? Yeah, that happened in uh, around 20, um, around 2014. 2014, I, uh, I was in, involved with like, you know, I was studying the scriptures really heavy. You know, I was studying like, the uh, Old Testament, the New Testament, the Torah. I was really heavy involved with like um, the the biblical culture, the ancient, you know, like Torah and you know Hebrew stuff. And um, you know, I just knew so much information, like who was who and what happened in what year. And then and then it got to the point where I didn't like the joy in me was getting sucked out. Like I just realized that it didn't matter what all these things that I knew. The main thing that mattered was like, yo, be joyful like a child, like. You know, just even like the Christ said, the kingdom of heaven is like a child. You know, you can't enter it unless you become like a child, unless you just believe, enjoy this life and be like a child. Just know that everything's for you, not against you. Right. Like everything. Stop questioning. Stop asking even sometimes. Just enjoy the now. Enjoy the now. Yeah. So you became more about the now? Yeah. 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 It was, it was hard to do at first because it was, you're so, you're stuck in a pattern. It's like a habitual way of thinking. But then you just realize to follow the sense of joy in you and like, what, what do you want to do with life? You know, and I realized that music was my passion and I just started like giving that my attention and, and whatever you give your attention to, you know, grows. So yeah. And then you start to build the confidence up because you know, like, all right, I'm here to do this. I'm going to do it. And then right. you just grow. No, and then you become like, I am this, I am it. I am music. I am successful. I am making positive music. This right. Healing people. So I'm going to tell you as somebody that grew up, I would say, sort of vanilla in that you know kind of traditional type family go to college think a certain way um i definitely have once i started opening my mind have realized more and more that it's all about the now yeah it's all about the right now yes you need to yes it's smart to plan for the future in case you're around <laughs> right? right but if you can't enjoy the now you're never going to enjoy this game because right. there's always going to be something to worry about. It's an attitude. It's a mindset. And I used to not be able to tap into that. Right. So that's why I'm interested in it because I think, you know, it's the key for a lot of people. They're constantly rushing to the next thing. They got to constantly be somewhere. They got to constantly go do something versus enjoying the now. Right. Even with cell phones, you're not enjoying the virtual reality that's happening at this moment you're instead distracting yourself with something in, in a in a phone right it's also not being in the moment yeah you, you could be in the moment of what's happening in the phone that's still being in the moment being in the zone of the phone and you get lost in that right but how do you tap into like what's happening every moment and maximize that so that no matter what life throws at you you can enjoy the game yeah because you can't control the game right right Right. And you, you can't fake that, right? People that pretend to be joyful yeah, comes no. across different. So that's yeah. why I'm wondering how you tapped into that, how to, how you made that switch. Like when you were studying all this stuff, like 
were you, I mean, what did you see that made you say, I got to change my, my thinking? Was I, it I remember like, I, it came, it, what it came down to was I didn't know my identity anymore. I didn't know, like it came down to trying to figure out what my bloodline was or what my history, historical family line was. And, and I remember thinking that if I'm not a certain particular bloodline or a certain background that I had no salvation or no hope. And then I remember just thinking like, I had a dream when I was five and that, well, it wasn't even a dream. It actually really happened when I was five years old. And my mother called me up and reminded me of it. And I had forgotten about it for, for years. And at that moment I realized whatever the higher power is or the, you know, the, the infinite intelligence or God, um, it's watching over me and it's, and, and it's for me, not against me. It's, 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 it's going to bring me out of this dark place. And then I just realized like, let me just tap back into that. Like, how did I get so far off? You know, but you just, you come running back to the, uh, to that essence of joy. Like it's a feeling, right? It's just, it's a feeling, you know, like, is it, is it just listening to your gut? Yeah, it's your instincts. How well, do you tap into it? I see. Do you ever slip out of it and wake up depressed and dark and go, wait, 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 find the kid, find the kid, or, or are you just? Yeah, I have those moments where, like, uh, you know, you start to worry about things and that starts to choke you because you know you choke your joy out. And what I do, bro, it's like I might just listen to a song that makes me happy. I go for a drive. I go to Whole Foods and grab me a yerba mate. It just get me out of the. Just get me out. Just get me moving, again. Because interaction with people is normally what brings my joy back. Like I see somebody in Whole Foods, they'll be like, "Oh, really?" We just start chopping it up, and then I, you know, they'll tell me something that lifts my spirit up. And I, before you know it, I'm, I'm out of that feeling. And then I, I make sure I call my family up every day and tapping with them, and you know, build the joy up at them too. Right. Yeah. It just. Yeah, you tap into the energy, man. You tap. You got to cultivate. You got to stir yeah, it up. Right. Something I also realize that you're saying is sometimes just take action, right? Even if you're in a state of inaction and you just want to lay there because you're not feeling good about yourself or the situation. Yeah. If you could just get your ass to slide out of bed, <laughs> right? Like you said, go get get a fucking energy drink or what you know, whatever it is you're into. Right. Go to the gym, call somebody that gives you that energy. Right. It makes a difference. It does. You know? It really does. Yeah. 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 So tell me, like, tell me your, tell me who you are, right? Like most people meet you, right, and wonder who the hell is this guy, man. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, you're a very mysterious, interesting person, whether you know it or not. Your look, your energy, your vibe, right. and then you're a musician, rhythm rub, <laughs> like, like even just the little snippets of story you've given me. I'm just even more like, okay, so who are you? Right. What kind of Smurf are you, by the way? Smurf? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, you mean like from the Smurf Smurfs? Yeah. Oh, I forgot your all Smurf the different name? names, man. No, no. You come up with your own. The only one that comes up in my head is Papa Smurf. I don't remember. What were the Smurfs' names? Huh. What were the, I, I got to I gotta go back and watch that. See, it's that just who you show. are. There's yeah. like Jokey Smurf. There's, you know. Yeah. Papa's Papa Smurf. There's Hefty Smurf, who yeah. works out all the time. Music <laughs> Smurf, maybe. Music Smurf? There was a Music Smurf? No, but it can be whatever Smurf you want to be. Right. There was a music Smurf, huh? There had to have been a music Smurf. Yeah, had to have been, yeah. Sometimes was there musicians. no music Smurf? We got we to gotta YouTube. We got to, yeah, we got to get in. We got to check that out, man. Investigate that. Yeah. So tell me, like, who you are, man. Like, if somebody was, like, looking at you, like, who is this guy? You know, because 
and the, look the beard the hair the music like where wh what made you you how did you get to this point tell me about your upbringing yeah so you know i was uh i was born and raised in uh, albany new york and my family was born again christians they still are and so i was raised hearing all this biblical music and scriptures and so it was always like a really big thing in my life the bible and um it still is so i just view it now with different eyes you know but um the uh so tell me go, ahead. go into that go into that yeah yeah so with the bible um like i can remember you know when kids it might sound weird but when kids have their superheroes you know this one wants to be batman this one wants to be you know spider-man but my hero was christ i always thought it was fascinating how he could raise the dead or open up blind eyes and then not even come back to life. I'm like, this is amazing. But dude, that's the OG superhero, man. Yeah. That's an OG Avenger, right? There. Seriously. It yeah. is a superhero if you think about it. Right. You know, they didn't have Superman back then. It just the non-religious version. Yeah. Right? Of right. these religious like leaders. Right. But then to say that would make people think like if if you've seen a, a little child standing in front of the mirror and saying, I'm Superman. They'd be like, oh, yeah, you are Superman. He said, I'm Batman. Yeah, you are. But they say, I'm Christ. Say, oh, no, 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 no. Right. Don't say that. But why? Right. Why do that to the child? To, to limit them? Because if you look at, so the way I look at the Bible now is like, you know, you, you look at the name Christ, the Christos. It just means light or anointing, one with the understanding, a light, illuminated. And, you know, Jesus just means Yeshua. Just It means I am the solution, the salvation. So, the light clicks so it's in us you know and um that's what i put in my music a lot but i study all the i love all the different cultures and religions because there's there's nuggets of wisdom and pearls to be found in everything even with science and just the quantum world just so much like you always want to move, move forward in life carry the good stuff with you but move forward keep going forward right so am I, yeah. yeah no that's good so do you what do you believe now um <clears throat> now I believe that I don't like to put like religious terms on things because it boxes me in. But I believe that um, that within me and within you, within the cameraman, within everybody here is the perfect mind of infinite intelligence or you would call the mind of Christ uh, that has the solution that can transform, you know, like, um, well, we know in Hebrew, the name of God is I am. And so whatever you say, I am about you become so i am i'm a failure well you become the failure but the perfect pattern man the christ man inside of you is basically saying like whatever you want to do just believe it you know and put it all on my shoulders the, the the infinite intelligence shoulders and then watch how this world just reshapes itself to what you imagine you know because the way the way we find the way we the way we bridge the so-called god and man together is through imagination that's where the two meet the imagination is like it's uh, anything is possible. Everything is imagined here we see. It was all from somebody's imagination, but it crystallized into our reality. So nothing is impossible. And that's just where the greatest honor man can do, male or female, all in between can, can do is to believe in what you are imagining, to, to bust through the ceiling of what reality now shows you and, and dream something bigger and then believe in it and then watch it form, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, I believe that, man. That's how our minds work. Everything that, like you said, it was ever created, these pants came from somebody's idea. They imagined it. They imagined the stitching. They drew it. Right. And then they fucking made it, man. Yeah. Right? 
I've been realizing lately, like I never thought of this this way, but that our our minds, think about this, our minds are the most powerful virtual reality simulators yeah. we've ever known and will ever known for thousands of years to come because within a split second rhythm, I can think of any fucking world I want to. I can imagine anything I want. I can create a fucking movie scene in my mind that would take 20 years to produce right now. If I really tap in and meditate and go into my zone. Yeah. That's why prayer, meditation, spending time with yourself, self-awareness, visualization, a vision board, all that shit works. Yeah. The secret works. Putting your thoughts in the universe works. Why? Because you fucking envisioned it on your virtual reality simulator. And once you do, you have a way of manifesting because you go, ooh, there's some thread I could use for those pants. Oh, shit, you know? Right. Well, what if I did want to make those pants? How do I reverse engineer that shit? Right. And you start thinking, hmm, well, I need a, a machine, right? You got to envision it and believe it. Right. Envision, believe. Yeah. That's it, man. You have, a you have a direction and confidence, you're going to get there. Right. I agree. Everything's possible. Yeah. It's interesting because our philosophies are actually so aligned. Right. And yet I am, I consider myself totally non-religious only because I cannot logically proclaim that any belief is right, even my own. Even right. my own, I constantly doubt and question. Right. I've just come to realize, and I love tapping into, like you said, all the wisdoms that religions have to offer us because a lot of them are life principles. A lot of the stuff in the Bible and the Torah are life principles learned by the masters. Like, hey, don't kill your neighbor. Hey, good idea, right? <laughs> Let's be nice to each other. That's, that's a good rule because you want people to be nice to you. You make them feel good. They make you feel good. Boo, it's a beautiful circle versus a vicious cycle, right? Right, right. So these things, so I try to take from religion, from other people, from everyone, even somebody that might be closed-minded about something i want to understand them yeah plus i can maybe help them understand something different if i can connect with their way of thinking but I, there's a lot of gems to take from every you know major religion right i just don't want to subscribe to anyone yeah i just think of it in terms of what do i know through my own limited singular perspective experience i've had in this in this game this right. life this simulation whatever the fuck it is right right and that's all i really know and i know through first of all i know that all this could be made up this could be a simulation anyway so none of it matters not the science not the books nothing yeah, yeah. but assuming okay i'm experiencing something and assuming that whatever this is it is my world now right right i just look at the patterns and the truths like the instincts of man and woman, the instincts of, you know, humans versus animals, all the different teachings. Right. Take them all into account and just tell yourself the truth. You already know the truth. Like, the truth is we don't know shit, right? Right. But the truth also is that anything's possible. This could be a game that when it's over, we <laughs> go, hey, there yeah. you are. Fuck. You ready to run it again? Let's run that shit again. <laughs> oh, I definitely want to turn off the the like self-conscious button man i want to fucking ride this shit again like you don't know yeah. so to me that gives me hope without being religious i think the problem with atheists here's the thing man atheists are just as ignorant to me as somebody that claims to know that one religion is the only answer 
right. to me because you're not being open to the fact that you don't know. Yours is written by man just like something someone else's is written by man. You know, we don't even believe shit we read in the papers today. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you got to take it all with a grain of salt and make up your own religion, which is yeah. what you've done, man. Yeah. Every single person on the face of this earth has their own customized religion, whether they admit it or not. Yeah. They all take bits of whatever they're following and bits of it. They go, well, that's kind of old. Wait a second. So you're writing your own, just like me. Mine just says, I don't know what the answer is. Maybe... Maybe it's one of the religions that got it right on the head. Maybe it's neither of them. Right. But we're experiencing something, man. Right? Right. And what do we really want? What do we really want? Right. Right? All of us want the same things, man. We want to be we want to be heard. We want to feel important. We want to feel like we're contributing. There's certain instinctual needs in us, man. Right. You know? Yeah. And it's not really important to know what happens after we die it isn't and that's kind of one of the things you're saying right. you know just enjoy the now the only thing you really know because we don't really fucking know anything right so being good to others makes them good to you so <clears throat> do that right do the right. things that make you feel good yeah yeah one of my favorite uh verses in, in proverbs it says yeah. when you give someone a cup of water you shall receive back a flood and you know water comes from the spiral the inspiration is the root you know the, the root word of inspiration is spiral which is water so like when you give when you inspire just one person with a little bit of inspiration you yourself about to get a whole flood back that's amazing to me see and here's where i want to bridge religion and non-religion because to a religious person they say that's great to a non-religious person they're gonna say oh come on that's just something that's said in the bible but it, the reason it's powerful it's true when you Pay attention to the patterns of this game, yes. right? Think about your best experiences. It's when you're around a group of other humans and maybe other animals where you've given them yourself and they've given it back because there's some kind of like beautiful circle that's been created. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? I do. I'm yeah. always trying to give to my family, my real family, which includes my friend family. Right. And the ones that... I really connect with give me back so much more man right. even just being there for me in return and knowing wow they think i'm something you know good important right. that you can only really get that if you're giving because mm -hmm. if you're just you know taking and forcing and holding money over people's head or whatever it is you know you got you're constantly watching your back right it's a totally different feeling man yeah that's why a lot of the richest people I know are miserable because they've solved the money success question, but not the relationship success question. Right. And a lot of times they got the money by sacrificing the other and people don't want to be around. They're just there in case there's a, you know, a, a waterfall of money to them, but that's about it. Once right. the money dries up or they know you, they, they, you know, they can't benefit from you. They're out. They're out. Yeah. That's crazy. That's true, though. Yeah. That's true. Okay, so go on with your story, man. Give me the details of your growing up. I'm still trying to yeah, piece uh, it together. Hmm. Well, the, the, the vision that... Your uh, family was religious. Right. You started looking at it different. So how did that... Yeah, well... How was were, it with your family? Well, I actually didn't communicate with them for years. Well, not for years. Maybe about like two or three years, like... 
I couldn't come to their house. I didn't want to because I thought they were idol worshipers. And, you know, like I was so extreme on my thing that um, I didn't even come around. You know, I felt guilty if I had a meal with them because I felt like I shouldn't be around because they believe something different. Like I was extreme with what I believed and everything. How old were you there? Um, that was like 18. Okay. 18 to like, yeah, when I was 18, that's when it all really kicked off. So at that point, you were thinking very open-minded, like, I want to understand different religions. I want to Yeah, well, that at that point, I was, I was straight Bible, Jesus, Jesus. I was in the streets at night in the hood, just preaching Jesus at like 2 a.m., 3 a.m., talk, you know, just going around, uh, you know, doing, trying to save souls, as, right. as I thought it meant to save a soul. And your family wasn't, do, wasn't well, into that? They that, weren't as extreme. Yeah, they weren't as... Uh, you know, they would be like, you know, they they didn't really, they saw me starting to evolve down a different path. But then once when I um, started to look into like more of the ancient things of like more no, no New Testament, straight Torah, Old Testament, that's when I didn't even believe in Jesus anymore. I didn't even read the New Testament. I actually ripped it out of my Bible. I was just like straight Torah, straight Tanakh, like prophets and law and stuff and and took it really extreme like sabbath came friday sunset i'd be at the house wouldn't come out till saturday sunset like you know really really you, extreme with that you were like really searching for yourself man yeah big time yeah hungry yeah. why did you did you not have a connection with your like parents that much were they oh. kind of like not super like loving you think well no, my, like my why were you dad, searching for yourself so much what what drove you well my mom my mom and dad i love my mom and dad they they were loving they you know they're they are and they they're right back in new york i love you guys and if you're watching it so um but uh i feel like i was always searching for god god was always a big thing in my mind like you know why were you afraid of what would happen if you died like what was <laughs> What drove you to want to know that? Is that just what was told to you? Like, you need to find God as a little kid? Yeah. All, all the and you're time. like, oh, I got to find God. I can remember my, my mom and dad telling me, like, you got to be careful because if Christ comes back, you'll get left behind. You don't want to get left behind. So they put that fear in you. Yeah. Yeah. And at I'd a be young like, age. Yeah, yeah. I used to think, like, I mean, one time my mom, nobody, the door was open in my house. The burners on the, on the stove was on. Nobody was there. I thought the rapture happened. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I got left behind, you know? so all these so it's always been in my my mind and i took it really seriously but then once when i stopped that's powerful man thank you that's powerful because that's that's a lot of weight for a kid that doesn't understand the world doesn't even understand their own neighborhood yet and how it all works plumbing and all that right. <laughs> let alone the world let alone the weight of jesus and and the the, the end of time on your shoulders <laughs> or like you're yeah. not going that that's a lot of weight yeah a lot of guilt man i listen to music and think i would i'll go to hell you know all my all my cds right and, yeah thinking i'm you know stuff like that but but then i just had a burning desire to like know more about it and i linked up with with these rappers out in uh schenectady and they were like 16 to 19 and these were like street dudes you know straight from ex-gang members but they were radical jesus freaks now as i if we would call ourselves mm -hmm. and we would just be in the studio every day making music and i make the beats for them and you know we'd be we'd be in the studio with our bibles and our notepads and we'd yeah. be writing raps reading the bible writing raps reading the bible do shows go all over the east coast and perform and 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 then that kind of like split off and it was like all right straight old testament no more new testament and then you just go start studying all these things and then we started you know looking into all the other cultures of ancient egypt and kemet and 
Hinduism and all these different type of, we started branching off that way. And then that led me to like myself branch off. So it's interesting. It's yeah. Like you're going one way, then it kind of splits and splits and then splits and splits. And then you just, you realize that everything you need is inside of you. Right. So you found your own religion, like I said. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, but you looked and you were open minded enough to question versus taking what was taught to you. Right. And never asking or never questioning it, man. Yeah. And that's okay. I don't blame people for doing that. You know what I mean? It's hard to like, it you, It requires you to question the home that has been, you've built for yourself, the infrastructure, the foundation and all that. And, and you're basically saying, tear it down and rebuild it. Right. It's a big fucking undertaking, man. To even admit, yeah, my home shit. <laughs> like, what do you mean? I know what I'm talking about. I know my belief system. You know what I mean? So you were able to like slowly evolve. I did too, man. I, I, I evolved to what I am right now. I wasn't, always thinking quite the way i think now it's it's an evolution because you're learning you're putting more information into the processor and then going on but not everyone's open-minded to rethink things right because yeah. you kind of came from i feel like you're a little hesitant to talk about it a little bit yeah you're you're a little like you, you wish you didn't do it or something but i'm thinking more like dude you should share this because there's others that might be on that path and that's fine right maybe that is their path that maybe go oh shit that's what's missing i need to question it more yeah yeah question maybe they everything. question everything dude right yeah, everything well that was one thing that stopped me there was a verse in the bible that whenever i began to question things and i would bring it to people they'd say well don't be like a doubting man a, a man who doubt they'd quote a scripture that says a man who doubts is like the wave of the sea tossed to and fro he knows not which way he's going so i'm thinking like oh if i doubt what i'm reading here what they're telling me about this then i'm i'm like a wave of the sea i have no direction i shouldn't even bring it up so that stops you from control but not question everything right everything See, that's the problem man these teachings are also created to control and make you feel guilty and anxious and that's made up, man. Yeah. Animals don't have to feel guilt. Right. They just do. They just are. And our instincts are good. Our instincts aren't bad. Our instincts are not to kill each other at all. To right. No. Chimpanzees don't murder each other, man. That's not normal. Right. That's a fucked up chimpanzee, man. Yeah. You know, That's we got to look at that. What's causing that? Our society <laughs> isn't set up properly. We need more programs. We need more you know, emotional intelligence classes in our elementary schools, whatever. Right. Teach people how to survive this fucking game, man. Yeah. Emotionally. Forget yeah. the fucking, you know, math and English for a second. People are fucking dying, man. Right. They don't even know they can go be a musician or a writer or a radio show host. How do you even find out if that's something you want to do? If right. you grow up in the fucking hood or, or in the projects or whatever, how do you, how are you supposed to know that? Right. You know? Right. So I, that's why I'm just saying like, I, I, I think you should share that because it's, it's your truth. It's your story and it's someone else's story right now. Right. You could help. We're not going to change everybody, but you might inspire somebody to question and get out of a really bad situation. Right. Because that's controlling, man. It's limiting. It's yeah. a prison. It's a mental prison. Because then, once you get somebody to believe that they're bad, you can make them do anything. 
Yeah. You're going to have to stay in this house forever. Wow. Mop the floors every day if you want to be forgiven for what you've been doing. Listening to music, you devil worshiper, right? Right. I mean, look, man, I don't know the answers. I just know that there's so many theories out there that right. you'd have to be, you know, it's, it's, it's more likely to win the lottery than to be, than for anyone to know what, how you're going to be judged when you die, man. Right. Nobody fucking knows. Right. And if somebody says they know, there's a thousand others saying they know too. So which one? Right. Which one do I believe? So, you know, yeah. just be you, figure it out, question everything. Right. When I started questioning everything and I wasn't even that extreme, mm -hmm. I realized I, I let go so much guilt and anxiety out of my life. Mm. I had so much guilt, man. Why I got divorced, that I'm such a bad person, that I, that I failed my family and I had to carry that for years. I left right. my, I abandoned my kids, even though I'm taking care of them half the time. I felt that shit heavy, dude. Mm. Why? Why? Was it because people were putting that on me? It was all me, man. Right. I took that shit. Yeah. If I decided, nah, fuck that. I'm doing my best. This is how, this, this is okay. Right. You don't know what's going to happen in this game. Don't, don't have expectations that it's going to be a certain way. You don't know. Right. You know, right. I thought I'd get married and we stay together. That's just how it's going to be. You don't know what's going to happen. Right. You know, yeah. just play, baby. Enjoy play. the moment. Yeah, just play. Go out and play. Right. Play and do your thing so you can be productive and so you don't, you know, you can make some money. Right. But you're going to make more money doing what you love anyway because you're going to have to grind that shit. Yeah. You right. got to grind to make money, man. Yeah. To make real money. Well, what really helped, like, kick off my music career, you know, was when I, I realized I counted all my songs that I had in my computer that unreleased. I was, it was like about 125 songs. And I said, this is currency right here. Like this, this needs to get out. So I started releasing a single every single Friday. And I, I told myself I'd do it. And so for, for the, at least the rest of the year, every single Friday, I've been putting out a song, like good high quality song. And now it's coming to the point where I'm not even dipping in my catalog. I'm just writing new songs in the beginning of the week and knocking it out by Friday. And so, but what it's doing to my Spotify and my other platforms is it's just, uh, as my, my manager, John would say, it, it, uh, it, it went 2,200% uh, increase. So just in a matter of like a month and, and I'm seeing the fruits of it. But at the same time, me and, me and John and even my little brother, we have like what we call, you know, a mastermind group where we are able to visualize the future with, you know, affirmations and keeping each other emotionally like high frequency because that's everything like we all know right. it, you know we all know actually john was one of the friends that i, I studied the word the scriptures with so it's funny to reconnect with him now and now on the same mindset we're like bro out of your mind you know mind power is really right see that's the set. kind of stuff i don't need to know the exact science just study the patterns right study, yeah like look at the results <laughs> of people that take the time to visualize. Like now I'm realizing meditation, prayer, all that stuff, it's it's related. It's just time with yourself to yeah. visualize what you want to create. Right. That's it. And, and if you don't take the time to do that, which I used to never have time for myself, I was always distracted by something, TV, right. books, talking, to sit on your own and like, go, okay, what do I want to solve? What do I want to become? What do I want to what do I want to create? And you can actually it actually works. It does. Yeah. It it seems silly, but it that's how you start. And then you start being self-aware. Okay, am I like taking action? Wait, I'm being 
you know, lazy right now? Should I take some action? Whatever it is, just be aware of yourself. And it starts growing. It starts building like a snowball, man. Yeah, yeah. And you don't always get to the exact destination. You rarely actually get to the exact destination. You didn't know you were going to be right here doing a podcast with that exact beard, with that exact hair. You evolved into this beautiful yeah. thing, right? Yeah. I didn't know either. I had no idea. Most of the things I did, no idea. I didn't know this was going to even be the podcast when we right. started the podcast. We started over there. We started with like, oh, do we do a clip? Whatever. You just figure it out as you go, man. Right. You know? Yeah. Follow your instinct. Go for what attracts you. Like you said, if you put in the work, the results come. That's just, just the pattern of this game, man. Whether you believe in God or, or you believe in meditation or you believe in whatever, the universe. Right. That shit works, man. It works. That positive energy, visualization, you know? And you don't have to do it any one way. That's the key. That's right. what I realized. Customize it for yourself. Question everything. What works for you? Do that. Right? right? If it's sitting there going, universe, I want to meet a great person in my life. Okay, then do that shit. If it's writing in a journal, if that works for you, do as long as you take the time with yourself, go for a walk. Yeah. Close your eyes, not for too long, so you don't run into a tree, but right. you know, think right. about shit. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Tap into your virtual reality simulator, man. Mm -hmm. This powerful fucking it's like better than the goggles. We forget. We're like, whoa, look at these goggles. Wow. This is such a cool world. Bro, it's one little fixed world they created for you. And it is cool that some guy created that or some woman created that. Right. But have you forgotten the shit you can visualize in your own fucking brain? Right. It's just, we. Do, it's like fish breathing in water. We're like, whatever. That's just normal. No, man. Right. Use that shit. Don't forget. Yeah. This is where it all begins. Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, Einstein, musicians, Tupac, boom, all right here. Huh, I'm going to write a fucking song. Yeah. I'm going to be a fucking philosopher, rapper. And yeah. then they manifest it and, and it becomes something. You never know what, but you're never going to know unless you fucking just do it. Right. right. Just go toward it. Do it. Manifest it. Yeah. Believe that it's going to happen. Trick yourself. doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Because then you're going to get new ideas on that journey. It's just like. Of course. Like, yeah. People think they have to have. Well, how do you. I don't know. Quick story. Yeah. I became a film producer out of corporate America. Right. I, I wanted to get out of corporate. And people go. Just a few small movies. Independent production company. No big deal. Right. But people ask me. Well, how do you do it? Like, how do you get into the film production world? Right. And it's like, oh, it's easy. And they're like, oh, yeah, what? I'm like, yeah, are you ready? You can write it down. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. All right, step one. Take step one. They're like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, step one. They're like, what's step one? I go, whatever the fuck you want it to be. It doesn't fucking matter. Call someone. I want to make a movie. Call a buddy. Get a fucking camera. Start recording on your fucking phone. It doesn't matter. It'll right. manifest as you go. Right. If you want it and you keep putting your attention to it, it's like a snowball, man. It yeah. just grows whether you like it or not. That's really what I did. I called a guy. I called some dude I used to work with that mentioned movie production. I'm like, hey, dude, I want to make a movie. And I know it sounds crazy. What do you think? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm working on this documentary. Why don't you guys come and check it out? One thing led to another, man. And that was it. Sure. And then eventually I found partners and we, you know, I joined their company and so on.
perfect perfect yeah yeah right like how'd you become a musician yeah I, I i was making beats all day long growing up in high school like that's what i did and then the beats and i met other artists that rappers for the beats and then i realized i'm the artist you know that right. took a while to realize so this is just a new realization for the last what year this i've been rhythm rug for since 2014. okay yeah that's when you realize you're going to be your own artist yeah but you're still working with other, with other artists. That's when I took my split. But now I work with other artists. Every now and now, I'm still picky about who I work with just because I want to keep focusing on my own brand. But every now and then I do collaborate uh, with different artists, you know, like Interstellar. Right. Um, I'm working on stuff with him and different people here and there. Right. Different singers and stuff. Okay, so what's what's the plan for you, man? What's your goal with your music? You so the goal is, you know, to get that Grammy and to be a Grammy winning recording artist and producer um, and to keep pumping out these singles every single Friday. I got a video coming out called Perpetua and I actually have my mother and father singing the backup vocals on the track. Wow. It sounds dope. And um, yeah, that's going to drop late April because I'm waiting for the video guy to get done editing it. That's going to be a bit. It's a big hit right now in Sweden, actually. It's like, really? Yeah, it blew up in Sweden. So Awesome, man. So um, if somebody wants to check out your, your stuff, where do they go? Yeah, uh, well, my Instagram is Rhythm Rug Music. So R-H-Y-T-H-M and then Rug Music, M-U-S-I-C. Or my website, RhythmRug.com. Nice. That's where I put everything. That's the home base. So when's the Grammy coming? What's the prediction? <clears throat> Grammy, Let's manifest this. Grammy, I would say 2022. 2022 Grammy. Yeah. That's next year. Next year. Let's do it. Yeah. Do you already know when, is, it, is there an album coming out that you think you're, well, that you're working on already? Song of the Year. Song of the Year. Yeah. Song of the Year. Do you already have the song? Yeah. You do? Yes. Yes. Can you share anything it's, about it? Uh, it's called Fantasize. I actually won a competition out in Brooklyn for it. I came, you know, it was funny because I was at this showcase and everybody's music was like, you know, a different, it was like trap and hip hop and stuff. And Mine has influences of that, but it wasn't that sound. So I was I was afraid that like nobody would feel it. And then um, when I performed, it just blew up. And I and I remember standing there in the audience, and he's like, "The third place goes to, the second place goes to." And I'm like, oh, "I didn't make that those two cuts." So I was like, "I wonder if I'm gonna make it." And then all of a sudden, he said, "And the first place winner, I think we all can agree that this man came with a whole new sound and a different genre and a great vibe." My man, rhythm, rug, and it just like blew up. So let's go. Yeah. I so that got that. that got me interviews with like Atlantic Records. I'm talking to Rock Nation uh, right now. So I'm, I've been dealing with a few labels, but I'm gonna more likely stay independent. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep it, build a team. You know. Yes. Build the longer team. you can hold on to your own brand, yeah. the more it's gonna be worth later on. You know. You know what I'm saying? You're right. If they get you early, they're gonna want a lot. But once, if you could, but it's harder to establish establish yourself because you don't have the connections and the distribution that a label might. Right. But now is the time, man. Yeah. The independent route is now, man. Yeah. Never been easier than than in today's, you know, industry. Right. Exactly. You look That's at Russ. Cool, you know, Russ. The uh, he's a rapper. Russ mm -hmm. R U S S. That's what he did. He dropped a single every Friday, but by the end of the year, he was making a million a month just off his streaming. Right. Well, I was gonna comment that the thing that impressed me the most when you were taught so far about your career is how you started doing it consistently because once you said that it's like you said man you, you give it enough attention it grows yeah of course you got to have some talent and you got to work at it and all that stuff but you know i think that's the key man is like 
a lot of musicians come out and they they think they're gonna make a hit record or a hit song one day right but they're not they're not putting stuff out there like yeah. you got to put stuff out you got to be a musician smurf man. like actually put music out daily weekly not once every three four months thinking this one's gonna hit you need that feedback you yeah. need to constantly get that feedback from your audience so you can grow and become better right and i'm just saying a lot of people don't realize that like actors they're waiting for that big part but they're not posting on tiktok why aren't you posting on tiktok right i'm not gonna mention names but i'm just saying right, right. like why why and deal with that is it a confidence thing then figure that out because that's what's going to stop you and so the mental game is 80 percent, man so once you have the confidence to put yourself out there like you're doing and to right. like embrace yourself the way you're doing you know all of it man you're right i think uh i think you're on your way to something Thank i mean you're already doing it man that's what i'm saying it's not like you're to think you're on your way is not the right way it's i am i am yeah the i am the i am i am right yeah that's uh that's like that's like my new song i dropped this friday is called last friday is called do you believe in me and if you look at the the artwork of uh the image it's actually the the hebrew uh yad he vav he the yahweh but it's stacked so it looks like a man because it's the letters but they're oh, on shit. fire yeah if you if, instead of right to left you stack them they, it looks like a, a human oh wow yeah head spine everything and um and then there's a raven flying into the through the rainbow connect you know and then like it's flying to the i am so that's the way i interpret the cover of that is what you say you are so i say i am a grammy award-winning recording artist i am a multi-trillionaire and i mean that like let's get the money right you know let's do all these things you know so we can build a better world now that is like the flaming lettered i am in the sky and then here comes this raven which is me i'm the bird i'm flying up to it and i also am the i am that i am but it's like the two are becoming one the true the inner the marriage of the heart and the mind the two agreeing so that they can be you know truly unified fused right. together you become that that new man right you know you become that award-winning podcast you know like big massive success you know right the success you know it's funny with the word like fame right fame is when the world recognizes you but break right. down the word recognizes you're recognizant you're cognate of yourself you remember you're recognizing yourself so you're remembering who you are so naturally the world will mirror the intensity of your remembering yeah so. it's like you have to be the champion before you win the championship mm -hmm. yeah and, and it's like i think it's something that it eludes me right you know and that it's hard to grab for a lot of people right because it requires you to take a jump and risk embarrassing yourself and failing and it's hard for people yeah. and believing because even like i'm just being honest like doing this podcast i'm not feeling like i am yet and right. i've been thinking about that lately it's funny i actually saw some post earlier this morning same exact thing that it's not about you're going to it's not the right frame of mind it's it's just being it because the results follow what you are already not the other way around right you don't win the championship and become the champion you become the champion and then you win the championship yes yeah yeah the world in yeah. order to win you got to play good enough right to win that means you got to be that thing already yeah i don't need to wait it's a catch-22 right? right right chicken and the egg do i become 
a million subscriber podcast or do I act like a million subscriber podcast and then the million subscribers come? That's right. what happens. That's what happens. They yeah. don't come to you are without them being there yet. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. You got to make the hit song before you're a hit artist. <laughs> right. And believe in yourself enough to like create that art. Right. Because if you don't, you're going to fuck it up. You're not gonna, it's not going to come out of you genuinely enough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's For it. artists especially, man, like art is elusive. Right. Because we're so in our heads, mm -hmm. we can't connect truly with our artistic creation, like our artistic expression. Like you want to make a song if you're constantly going, oh, I don't know, is this going to be good enough? Are people going to like this beat? Is this what they want? Right. It's not going to hit. Right. It's already it just doesn't work. I don't, yeah. that's not how this game works. You have to be like paying attention to the rhythms that are out there and what, yeah, what is out there already, the song, the music that you've been exposed to, but then just give yourself to the art and not really care what people think. You kind of yeah. have to be, it has to be your expression. Yeah. It can only be your expression. Right. And if you don't tap into it fully, you're cheating the art and it's not gonna, it's gonna fall flat because people are gonna recognize that it's not real. Right. No, that's true. Yeah. That's true. So this fantasize song. Oh yeah, fantasize. Is that yeah. do you feel like you connected with that one? Like yeah. when you wrote it? I wrote it. Was that? The Did you thing? feel like you hundred percent connected with that song when you wrote it? Were you like, yeah. oh my God? Or were you like, ah uh. No, it was that feeling. I, right cool. when I played the chords, doom, 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 it just like connected. And and I felt it. See that when I make my music, I don't even try to think of the lyrics. Like I feel it. Once I feel it right here, I know I, I'm on it. Like and then the words just flow. But if I don't feel it right there, I just don't even write to it. But the second I heard the chords, I knew, okay, look out at the world that's before my eyes. I just knew like, like, okay, this is it right here. And then the drums came in and the guy from um, the, the, the host of the, uh, of the event, he said after the show was over, he was like, yo, when I heard the music drop, it was like 80s retro sound. But then when I heard your drums, blew me out the water i didn't know i did not think you're drunk like i did not expect a rhythm like that i've never heard nothing like that that's what blew me out the way but you know where i messed up i got invited to go to miami to the big showcase to win 50 grand and when i went out there to miami i said i overthought it and i said okay i'm in miami now i gotta make a brand new song for miami something real good for miami right so i came out to miami didn't have the same song and it was the same host from Brooklyn, right? So when he introduced me, he was excited to introduce me. And then after I performed my song, he realized it wasn't fantasized. He said indirectly, but it, I knew what he meant. He said, you guys got hits on your hands. Don't retire your hits too soon. Don't retire them too soon. And I just knew exactly. And then I was talking with other people and we, a lot of us did that. We changed our song up from our, in, our individual cities that we won the showcase. We made a new special song. And, so it just taught me like Overthought, don't overthink man. Yeah. Rock with it. You right. want it in Brooklyn, you could you you'll win it here. You're too. good enough. Go with your shit. Yeah. The thing you connected with because if it's not good enough, you don't want it anyway. Right. Cuz you want to get there on your merit so you can keep making hit songs. If it's not who you are, why do you want to It's hard to not want it though. People want the success. Right. But like it's it's a it's a catch twenty two man, yeah. you got to do it your way. You got to be true to your yourself right. as an artist in order to really connect, especially nowadays. Even if it's a TikTok channel, 
Right. It's got to be who you are, like down to the core. And then you, you choose maybe the part of you that you want to put out there. Right. But it still has to be you. It's got to be your story, man. It's got to be your song. Right. That's interesting. Thanks for sharing that, man. That's really interesting how everybody was like, oh, shit, I got to do something better. What I did wasn't good enough. The thing that I went got here on what? my song isn't good enough all of a sudden because now I got to make it good enough for Miami. Miami is just the same fucking people. <laughs> right. Just bigger stage. That's so But true. I get you, man. I did it so many times in my life, man, overthinking. Oh, I got to... And then you fucking tighten up and miss the free throw. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. But you learned. Yeah. Yep. And now you're more ready than ever. You know what I mean? And maybe, yeah. like, you know, it already happened. So that wasn't the time for your song to blow. Right. Now, you could do it the right way. Yeah. That's why I haven't released it. I'm just waiting. I'm dropping other songs because this one is going to be done right. Like, video, right? So that one, it's not released yet. It's not out. I've been holding it. That's been in the vault. Got it. <laughs> you know, I, I perform it sometimes at different showcases, but I'm not going to drop it until. Uh, now, I'm is finished. it original right now? The All one that original. you're. Yeah. You're not touching it now. Yeah. I'm just. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm holding on to that. Yeah. Until I can, until I do another video. I'll do a video for it and it'll be dope. And it's going to be a lot of CGI. Oh, yeah? Yeah. For the video? Yeah. For fantasize? Yeah. Is it, is it going to be an NFT drop that comes out of it? Um, Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Yes. Yes. Did you think about that? You should totally do it. I mean, like, make, build it into the whole, the whole thing, man. It's more than a song. Right. Maybe the song is good enough on its own, but does it have to be just a song? Maybe it's a, it's a story. It's a, it's a, the video is a story. Maybe it's also a piece of art that you sell on. Yeah. It sells an NFT. You release like a limited edition thousand copies and then you keep a hundred for yourself because when that shit when you blow the roof off of this thing and they become worth a million each then you got a hundred of them <laughs> right and 900 out there yeah unique serial numbers all that stuff i'm just saying like That's the whole thing idea. man yeah. the whole thing but make the nft really something special right make it to benefit something you want to put back into the community, right? Your own charity or some charity you're going to work with or... Yeah. I think it's got to be that. It's got to be a real genuine movement. Right. I think the the mistake I think some people are making with NFTs is they're thinking, let's jump on the bandwagon and just make something, which is maybe works too, but that I think if you can figure out the, the real vehicle, what, what it really is for you, Right. Like, what, what do you, why are you doing it? What's the money for? And it has to be true to you. Maybe it's to benefit, you know, a group of people, whatever it is. Yeah. And make that, make it a real part of the art too. Yeah. Somehow. One of my, one and of my, beautiful art, of course. Right. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, exactly. But one of the things that I, I definitely have planning to do is I got a whole uh, business plan of cleaning up. I'm going to go into the cities, right? And, you know, basically you need the psychological healing, but also like get people off the street, not just get them off the street, but like have it where you have like a, I don't want to go into the whole layout of the plan really, but you know, yeah. you get the people off the street, you, you know, you, you say, all right, what do you want to keep? What possession you want to throw out? So they can kind of declutter their own personal life. Like in Skid Row, I go through Skid Row a lot and I see, and I talk to the people there and I, you know, so then you get them inside, like uh, you have like these, the, the 18 wheeler bed trucks, you have, uh, you know, different showers for the males and for the females. Boom. Now you you make sure first thing, go ahead in there, clean your bodies up, get clean, 
here's your here's seven days work a week of uh seven days of uh clothing fresh new clothing for you you can live in this this unit this pod right here but you got to work for your soap and for your shampoo and and if you don't get your soap and shampoo then you, you got to be out so it kind of like gives them something to motivate them something simple soap soap shampoo toothpaste and then you do that yeah 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 <laughs> I like that like that's, that that's, and um and then you know you just uh and anybody if anybody hears this and takes the idea run with it like do it go for it right. you know because it's going to help us all and then um what you do then is you constantly have like the right type of content pumping in the airwaves in the house like motivational stuff or like interviews like this or things that you know people can hear while they're just walking throughout the house and stuff like that you make sure you, the tone is right go ahead no yeah. no no no. i'm sorry man i'm like excited because josh already knows what i'm gonna say this is like we're totally aligned here man yeah i mean you probably haven't maybe <clears throat> haven't seen like my interview with ben my son who'll be here they'll be here soon cool you'll, you'll see him in person but like he's you know he's he and i are planning to do something with you know we've gone out and fed homeless and you know, volunteered and in, in skid row and stuff like that and brought socks and but we want to like start doing something to help them get back on their feet yeah you know sustainability right help them get jobs create a program you know people offer jobs to people that come through our, the program right this that the organization we work with midnight mission okay uh they have this building right on skid row and they have a cafeteria and they have like a few like a, a, a one floor is like dorms right and they have this program so the cafeteria is run by ex uh, um you know you know homeless uh, skid row tenants wow. that they took in and they went through their drug rehab and you know if they left they they had strict rules like you have to be there curfew but if you left you could leave but you know you're, you're out of the program for six weeks mi minimum or whatever like it's hardcore and people would work there and then if they did well they would graduate to a dorm and have their own dorm room and eventually they had like oh no no they'd get to the dorm room first if they graduated that there's like they have like little apartments at the top wow. like your own apartment and then a lot of the a lot of the management there were you know off of skid row for like 15 16 years man yeah, used to beautiful. be down and out and are running the place running the cafeteria wow. you know, became chefs you know became you know hospitality managers right you know what I mean? And they found something they were motivated by that they were passionate. The best attitudes, man. Right. You go there, hey, what's up, man? Like, just super positive because they changed their mindset along yeah. the way somehow. Yeah. But we want to do that too. And I, and one of the things Ben and I talked about, we have like some even old video, man, where we're like, okay, Ben, what are we going to do? How are we going to help? And he's like, showers. And I'm like, all right, hey. And I'm like, good idea. Let's get, let's rent like a big you know, RV bus that has showers, right. you clean them up. Maybe we get donated clothing, get them some job interviews or, or what, just get them cleaned up, feel good, talk to them, see what they might maybe motivated by, what they want to try, you know, and try to right. hook them up with part-time jobs or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? In a field they're excited about. Cause I feel like, you know, you gotta have a reason to change. Right. Right. You can't just be like, come on, clean it up. Like, no, why? Yeah. Why should I? Right. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Right? The, the person has to find hope within themselves. Right. And that's not to deviate off it, but people I know, like before they pass, they they feel worthless or like 
you know, a lot uh, sometimes, you know, after people retire, they don't know what they're going to do in life. Normally, like two or three years down the road, they, they that's when they make their exit. But they don't have to. Like, find something new about, that you're passionate about. Right. You've got to have a vision. Just like in the Bible, it says, if there's no vision, my people perish. That's one of my favorite verses. Because you, why perish when all you got to do is have a vision and then, you know, boom, now you... You're prolonging your life. You're, you're actually renewing your strength. You're renewing your youth. Uh, you're, you're motivating other people. You're setting them on fire. You know, it's, it's we need to. It's our obligation to, as each other's, you know, keeper. Absolutely, uh, man. Yeah. And like I said, it works, it man. Works. If you don't have that vision, to me, it's like you can break it down to science. We're instinctual, right? We're, right. we're tribal. So we want to help our tribe. We want to feel like we are useful. Like yeah. you're either cooking or you're cleaning or you're protecting and if you got nothing going for you, like, it's not a good feeling. It's not what, I don't think people choose that. You know, they just fall into that. Right. So you got to help right. people find something like, oh, shit, I want to do that. Some right. kind of like something that sparks something in them. And I think everybody has that. Right. Whatever it is, like drawing, music, farming, you know, landscaping, engineering. I don't know. Like, I just think. People aren't exposed and don't have opportunities in their life a lot of times and right. fall into, you know, drugs or something else to get that high that they can't find in life. Right. Something that makes them feel good. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it's not easy though, man. But I but I, I definitely feel like I wanna take my extra time to help the ones that are struggling the most. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, Cause you don't we know, should do something, man. We, yeah, we definitely should collaborate, could work together. Yeah, yeah. That's I feel like with your music, the charity work, there's collab opportunities, artists, the artist community. Right. Even I think I told you we're my partner and I are working on launching a, a whiskey brand. Yes. Right. We're I mean we're deep in it. We we already you know have raised money. We're already designing the labels and so it's happening. Right. Like by fall like in the next six months. Perfect. But like, it's going to be an LA brand, artist centric, story forward. And all the things I'm talking about are part of that brand. Like, cause the brand is your identity. Right. You know, it's not about like a commercial brand. I mean, yeah, you got to think about it that way too, but it should be tied to your identity so you can sustain it and be and and the customers will know if it's not. Right. So all even this, this is all in our business plan, like doing charity work, specifically the finding sustainable solutions for the homeless yeah. crisis. Right. Instead of ignoring it. Right. Right. You shouldn't yeah. be stepping over bodies, man. You know no. what I'm saying? No, you're right. Like, and we all do it because you got to live your day to day life. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't like take some time to form a committee and figure this shit out. <laughs> like, let's have some more services you know more drug rehab services better policies uh opportunities to learn to trade i don't know right convert the fucking half the university campuses can just be converted to like rehab centers that's true oh, usc yeah, yeah. hey not to call you i keep calling usc out but can they just can't they just like form to, can't they just join ucla people are doing online education anyway you don't need two big campuses and then the usc campus could be a rehab center imagine that's, that shit that's perfect with fucking buildings dedicated to like mental health career center right 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 housing 
yes. dorms, rules, got to earn. Right. You got to earn. You got to work your way up to like, a, you know, a three-hour work day, a five-hour, whatever it is. Right. You want to go volunteer and talk to underprivileged children? If that's your bag, we got that for you. We got volunteer. You can go tell your story and help right. someone steer clear of, you know, mistakes, let's say. Or you want to go start a garden or right. you want to make music. We got a studio. You can come hang out in the studio. Hey, maybe you got some kind of talent for mixing music, right? right? But you're going to have to clean and sweep. <laughs> Right. You're going to have to earn your shit. That's kind of, you know, that's the way I want to teach my kids. You got to earn your way, but let's figure out what you want to do. I'm not going to force you. Right. You know, they're way hard. They work way harder when they're doing some shit they think they want to do. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Fine. You want to play video games? Fine. Start streaming. Make it a profession and, and, and work out and shit. They get motivated real quick when it's something they want to do, man. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That's a great, that's a great way of like yeah. utilizing their gifts. Cause that's going to make them a lot of money too. And right. Of, yeah. It's going to build them. Instead them of fighting success. them on it. Right. right. No, you're going to play the piano. Oh, okay. You're going to be a decent, I'll make him into a decent piano player. If I force him, he's never going to make money by playing the piano. Cause he hates it. Right? right. As an example. Right. Someone might love the piano, but the point is exposed. You got to expose people. I feel like. Yeah. It's a problem with our education system. These are people that fell through the fucking cracks, man. Right. So it's, it, you know, it really also, we also need to, I think, focus on the education system to catch people early. When people are in elementary school, before they stop going to school, mm -hmm. give them some like confidence lessons. Like, hey, you're good enough. Like emotional intelligence shit. Right. Forget the fucking ABCs for a second, man. That's not going to necessarily help them if they feel like shit and they're going to turn to drugs. Right. It's not going to help them. Yeah, that's true. Don't skip the fucking self-worth stuff and hey, Watch YouTube videos until you find some shit you're excited about. If yeah. there's nothing else you're going to do for yourself, do that shit. Find you know something. what I'm saying? Right. Find something. Find right. something. Yeah. Most don't. They're just, you know, they're not good in school. They're told they're stupid and they slip through the cracks, man. Yeah. Hey, fucking deliver this bag for me and you part of the family. Shit. Right. I got nothing else going for me. Might as well. Right. Yo, speaking of uh, teaching and stuff, cause you brought me back. I used to be a... I, I was uh, doing, I taught a class at a charter school in New York and it was an after school program and I taught the kids how to make beats and they were from kindergarten to like fourth grade. And I remember the, the faculty saying to me like, all right, well, you you could do it however you want to do it, you know, like instruct the children. Uh, but there's this one student named such and such. Watch out for him because he's doing really bad in school. He doesn't pay attention. So naturally, yeah. Yo, so I got in the class and I realized how like they they were they were loving I taught them how to make beats and I had a big speaker so they would some didn't want to know how to make beats some just wanted to dance so I said you want to dance you don't gotta worry about it. go dance like and they just be dancing around the room dancing and the one kid they, they warned me about he was the most like he asked me the most questions like so how do you do that how are you making that sound how are you recording this? Like he was watching everything I was doing and he, and I could tell he was the most focused on it because he was passionate about it. And then just from that after school program, his grades went up, his focus in class went up, everything went up, you know, and yeah. give them a reason to learn math, man. Yeah. Say, Hey, you want to make beats? You're going to have to fucking keep a, a ledger. You're going to have to pay bills. So you're still gonna have to learn some math and science and English. Right. Right. Then you got a reason to study, not, we'll just fucking learn it because I tell you. Right. 
That's a beautiful story, man. Imagine how many kids slip through the cracks. Maybe he's going to become a musician now, but if he had never gotten exposed to it and they kept telling him how he's bad, yeah. treating him like he's bad, instead of finding what, what he loves to do, man. Well, that's the, yeah, the teacher were like, well, you can't go to, you can't go to rhythms class if you don't, if you don't pay attention. So like he was on it, you know, like even his mom came in and thanked me and stuff. So it was cool. It was, it was that's cool. beautiful, man. Yeah. It's a good thing. That is beautiful. beautiful. Dude, let's, uh, I think we should do this again. Yeah. Um, but let's wrap with a couple of, couple of quick topics, man. Okay. What's the best, what's the best advice you would give, you know, somebody? What would be the, the number one advice you'd give yourself as a young man? If I you could go back. Everything, you alone are the power. Everyone is, everyone is, has the power in them, but you have the power in you. And there's no such, in my mind, there's no two powers. There's one power that's operating this whole simulation. So, and it's operated by love. So just always remind yourself that there's only one, one power, you know, and Sometimes you get paranoid about things or you get fearful about things. You, re you remember that you are the power. I am the power and that I am perfect love and the love will cast away the fear. And then now you're free again to be joyful and to create and to you know, live your life. But just to remember that you that there's one power and that's that's you, that you're the power. A lot of times people be like, well, they did it or the government, all that stuff. They're just people. And love, when you send the love first for yourself and you cultivate it but then you send it to them too because then you know i don't want to always bring up the bible a lot but it does play a big part in my mind wave like so like um it says that a man's enemies are those of his own household and that's what made me separate from my family that scripture but then i realized that a man's enemies of the own uh, if i'm the body of god you're the body of god temple of god and a man's enemies are of his own household his own temple then my own thoughts and feelings are those enemies. There's no enemy outside of myself that I have to go and fight or keep away from. I need to be agreement with my heart and my mind. So yeah, that's, and then all the enemies, when a man's ways please the Lord, the I am, he makes his enemies be at peace with him. So like anybody that you might be having a problem with, you can just doing the inner work will straighten all that out. They can easily change their, they'll easily transform to reflect and mirror back what you're sending out to them. You know, we, so it's cool. You know, I guess that was elongated, but yeah. No, no, that's the good, man. I love that. I mean, look, we all think our own way, man. And like, it's interesting how you, you thinking about it, you quote Bible, but like I said, there's a lot of lessons in the Bible that have proved true. But the things you said, I've come to without religion too. Right. Like through just watching patterns, like, as long as I was focusing on other people, blame like, well, he talked to me that way. Nah, it was me. Right. Because I'm putting out a certain energy and I'm, every, they're insecure and defensive too. So if I'm putting out like an aggressive energy, they're going to be defensive to me. Once I changed myself and started empathizing with people and being like, okay, you know, they're having a bad day, whatever. It completely changed the way people reacted to me. Like mm. I used to get in so many fights and I would always have an excuse, like, well, yeah, but the person said this or this happened. There was always a reason, but now I realize it was all avoidable because I was putting out that energy too. Like if somebody bumped in, I was looking to see if they were going to be irritated at me and I would put that energy out and it would 
turn into something. Right. But like you said, it all starts with you, man. Once you take responsibility right. and just don't waste your time playing victim. Like, oh, because you can't control. if you're As long as you're the victim, you, you don't have control. Right. Oh, he, they did this to me. They did it. Take control and just take action, man. Mm -hmm. And create whatever you want. Manifest it. Manifest. It's hard to manifest shit when you're when you're in the victim state. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it is. It, it zaps you. And it's easy to fall in. Right. Even if you're, a, you're aggressive, you could be an aggressive victim. Like, hey, da -da 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 -da, it's all this. But what are you doing to get yourself out of it, right? Take action. Right. Right. Starts with a positive attitude, looking for opportunities, all that stuff, man. That's true. Good shit, man. Yeah, good, good stuff. All right, well, we got to talk about our plans, man. Yeah. We got to do some shit with uh, the charity work. Yeah. No, we got to do that. How are you? Are you doing anything now with that? or? or? No, but I have, I have the plan together. Like, yeah. I have it on paper and how it, it, would, it would sustain itself. It would really work too, you know. You just got to get the right people together to own the properties, and yeah. you know. But it, it could work because then the people that are living there for six, you give them a six month time frame to stay there. But then they gotta be able to like you, you go then hook them up. You get them from out that big box of like roommate stuff to get them in their own spot, you know. So it's like it, it steps to it in stages. But it, think about all the people in Skid Row and other parts that are that they 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 got genius ideas in their head that they're gonna go out and change the world with. You know, it's like everyone is, everyone has a gold mine in them. And a lot of times when I YouTube, like people, they'll say things like, no, the government wants them to be on. It may make money off it. The city make money off it. Nah, man, that's, I don't buy into that either. You know, I feel like you can't go wrong when everyone's flourishing and using their gifts. You can't go wrong. Right. Can't go wrong. You know? I agree, man. Can't go wrong. So. It's like the beehive thing, man. Like when I look at like certain animals, like bees and ants, like right. all of them have a, you know, a role, yeah. you know, they're all flourishing. Right. Right. I love that analogy. To so how do we, how do we fuck that up? Right. Like if you look at other tribal animals, even like chimpanzees that are the closest to us DNA wise, you don't see like, well, you know, you don't see like homeless chimpanzees laying <laughs> around like, you know, but right. there we're also we've got alcohol. We've got a lot of things that throw us off our our, our track. Right. But yeah, man, it's, it doesn't need to be that way. Right. It doesn't right. need to be that way. We should at least do. You know, I want to do something to to even the playing field, balance it out. Right. You know, I don't know if we can solve it all in our lifetime, but why not, man? It's yeah. fun to do too because it's right. the most fulfilling. That's why, like we were saying before. You just got to figure out how, what's the best way? What way do you want to help people? Right. Have you thought about that? It's something I've been saying too, is like every job, every, any job, any paid job that a human has is essentially helping another human in some way. Right. Like whether you're a delivery man or a farmer or a musician or an entertainer, you're helping other humans, right? Right. You're providing either a good or a service right. of some sort. So really it's like figure out a way to... Like, how do you want to help man or woman? Right. How do you want to serve your tribe? Right. That's really the question. Once you figure that out, it, it answers a lot of things for you. Like you said, you feel fulfilled. You feel like you're contributing. You're worth, you're worthy. You're worth something. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Without that, it's hard. Like you said, when you retire, it's like shit. All of a sudden, you feel like you don't have a purpose. Right. Having yeah, that purpose man. is like ingrained in us, man. Yeah. 
So more important than making money as, as, uh, as, uh, attractive as money can be like the purpose is much more fulfilling than money, man. Right. You're much more likely to be happier if you're doing something that's fulfilling than making a lot of money. Hopefully you could do both. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm a realist, man. Money is fuel. Yeah. It just opens things up in this game. It's like having coins, you know what I mean? In a game, in a video game, like you just do more shit. You do more. You know what I'm saying? If not, you got to go back and get the coins. Right. Yeah, you got to get the coins. That's it, man. So what are you doing the rest of this week? Um, What do you got planned? I got a show on Thursday. Uh, Yeah. I got to find out the location, downtown LA. And then I'm going to an event with Free and Chill for Dr. Chill's, um, shout out to Dr. Chill for his, uh, he's dropping a book called um, The Art of Writing by Dr. Chill, Janae did. And uh, nice. so I'm doing that on on Friday. And then, yeah, just coming out. I got What kind of shows are you doing? Uh, I rap, just, you know, go on and perform and stuff like that. Like at what kind of venues? Um, this venue coming up is it's going to be a big showcase with like, I think 30 other artists. So I get a, I get to perform four songs, two to four songs. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be dope. So Cool, man. Yeah, I is have this... the information on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'll try to check it out. One one thing I I wanted to bring up too, yeah. that was really interesting with like manifestation is like when I split away from, uh, when I had people in my life that I knew what they wanted in life. Like for example, somebody was really bitter all the time and they would say, well, not all the time, but they would come to me and say like, how do you stay so joyful, right? So then when I kind of stopped talking with this person, I I found a picture online of somebody that resembled them doing backflips, just joyful, like sheer joy. And I put that image for their number and then I changed the name to Joyful Jubilant So-and-So. And a year later passed by and this person calls me up and we reconnect and he said, yo, bro, I never knew it. I'm like, well, he's like, yo, life is going great, but I just did, I was doing backflips. I said, really? That's amazing, bro. But I realized that you you create the image for somebody. Right. We're the master image maker, you know? We are made, you know, just like uh, one of the ways of interpreting the Bible when in the beginning, let us make man in our image. Let us make manifestations in our imagination. So let us make man in our image. We got it. Right. So it's interesting. So whatever, and when you when you do that for others, you're you're gonna you're gonna get back a whole lot for yourself too. No, I love it. I, it's 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 the same points, right? About like the vir- you know virtual reality, the vision board. Mm-hmm. Once you put that vision in your brain, all right. of a sudden you start creating it, right? Because you get an idea. Once you see, you know, a basketball player do a move, all of a sudden all these other people do it because now they saw the vision and they can go create that now. Right? Oh, how do they do that? Oh, he went like this. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that vision is everything. That's the seed of all things, right? Yes. The vision. Right. Without the vision, there's no, there's nothing. You don't make anything. Right. You know what I mean? That's Even true. go to the store and buy some shit. You got to envision that first. Hmm. I'm going to buy some milk. You envision yeah. it and you go, oh yeah, I can see it now. It's in the counter. And right. then you go make it happen. Without yeah. the vision, you're just wandering around aimlessly. You're you know right, what I'm saying? Bro. You're right. Beautiful, that's man. That's beautiful that you did that. I love that. Because yeah, you I put that idea person. in their head. Right. Did you send it to the person? No, they didn't. You they just had, put it out there. They had no clue. And that's the thing, one of my favorite mentors. So you, you put it out there as energy, you're right. saying, and the person didn't even see it. Right. And then they still, to this day, don't know. Unless they're watching this and they get it, they get a hunch. But 
why? Why did you do it that way and not send it to them and show them the actual vision? Well, one of the things I learned from one of my favorite uh, writers, Neville Goddard, was uh, he would say, when you do an imaginal act, uh, you have to do it secretly because there's a verse in the Bible that says, uh, when you go into the when you go to speak before your father, your mind, go into the closet and do it secretly, then that which you have done secretly, the father will make real to the whole world. So when you do things like this, you secretly do it. You don't tell them what you're doing for them. And then you just know that whatever you sent out in your mind, it will not return void. It's going to be accomplished. Like, and then you just watch it and you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. It makes you realize like, yeah, I am the power. You are the power. Hmm. But when you, you know, if you tell somebody a lot of times they'd be like, no, nah, that's not me. But you just don't let them know what you're doing. But it could backfire if you're doing something without the, the law of love. Like love, if you got the golden rule, do unto others and you think about others, how they want you, how you want them to think about you. You'll never, it can never go wrong when you're using love but if you can use it the other way too and it can get deadly it can get right. poisonous you know it can get chaotic so let send make sure it's something you would want and give it for them right interesting see it's a beautiful whether you agree whether people agree with your belief system or not it's a beautiful way to look at things and makes you do beautiful things that i think actually tend to work in this game right whatever is causing it or not whether it's just being, I don't know about that one. Like, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm curious. Like, would it help if I were in the same situation and let's say Josh had an issue or something, would I want to send him that image? See, I'm the type to go, let me show it to you, man. Yeah. Cause I want to burn that in his brain. Cause I'm like a, I guess I'm, I'm approaching it more like a scientist, this, right. this experience right. without ever, I don't claim to know that right. science is actually right or not i just look at it that way oh he needs this if i i think of the vision board working in a in a scientific way like oh shit it burned an image in your in your virtual reality brain so now you're going to be thinking about it you're going to find opportunities that match that yeah. i just come at it from a more of a logic only right which also gets me to a lot of the same things that's what i'm saying you come at it from the spiritual like you know, you kind of take you take verse of the Bible. You are using logic because you're like, you're not taking every verse out of the Bible. Right. Taking the ones you like and the ones that fit sort of what you yourself right. have written in your own Bible. Right. See, I'm just saying, I don't know if that's really true. Like sending it out. I don't know. Right. But shit, maybe it works. It is weird how, you know, sometimes you have an idea or an right. invention idea and someone already invented it somewhere else. Or, or they, or right, if you don't act on it months later, somebody comes up with the idea. Right. I, I honestly, that's why science doesn't always work because there are a lot of un, un, like unexplained things like that. Right. Right. Where ideas have traveled, you know, like there, there have been islands of like a certain monkey, for example, that learned how to crack a nut a certain way with mm -hmm. a tool. And they found that other islands discovered the monkeys discovered at the same time, but there was no way for them to swim back and yeah, forth. That's crazy. It's like, does do ideas even travel? Are we really telepathically communicating? Totally, we. You are. know what I mean? Like maybe we are, but how do you know for sure? I'm totally open that you might be right, right? Yeah. I'm not gonna say yeah, yeah, you're right because I don't know. I want to know. How do you know you're right that it, that we are telepathically talking? Because yeah. it's very possible. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I have stories from other people that really connect, but like, I, 
that tele telepathy really, really works. I, I don't want to get into that because then telepathy. So basically, like you, um, like I remember one time, uh, one of the persons I know, they they were looking for a record, and he really wanted this record so bad. But uh, you know, he told his family what he wanted for Christmas, but it was sold out. Nowhere could he get it. And he imagined himself going into the record store and coming out with the record. So when he walked into the store, he said, I've come for such and such. And they said, no, that's been sold out for months. We don't have a copy. And in his mind, he said, that's not what I've heard. And then the person said, then he said to the, the store clerk, he said, you know, you shouldn't promote products you don't sell. And he begins to walk out and he said, wait, wait, wait a minute, sir. And he says, look at this. I found this behind another record. Like he, he found the record he was looking for. And, you know, he wouldn't let, he, he, he told himself before he left, I will go and I will come back with the record. And it was kind of like, it worked in his favor. Right. Look, I'm not trying to talk you out of it, but as a scientist, I look at that and go, yeah, all right, that might've happened that time, but there might've been five other times it didn't happen. Right. How do we know that time it, it was a telepathic kind of occurrence. Right. How do we, right? how can we see, how do we know? How we don't we know. Yeah. But maybe it's good to just think that it is that because if that's powerful for you, yeah. right? Like believing in God, for example, if that's that's powerful to a lot of people, right? A lot of professional athletes and shit. If it works, do it. For right. me, I personally can't believe wholeheartedly in that because I'm too. I too much go back to the logic. Let's say and go. Well, I don't know that for sure. So there's always like an element of doubt, but it also makes me have a completely open mind. Cause I also don't know that I, I don't know shit. Right. I don't know that there is or isn't a God. I don't know what's right. I, I just know I'm going to give my logic based on what works in this game for me. Yeah. And what I think works, you know, for others. Right. But I will say this, man. Again, when somebody says there is no God to me, that's an ignorant statement. Cause how would you know that? Right. How do you know you're not plugged into like a simulation and then that world that has a God or whatever? Like, how can you know? Right. If you're such a scientist, you should be able to say, hey, yeah, we don't know. First right. of all. Second of all, I would say this. If somebody were to say, all right, Rick, I'm giving you $100,000. You got to bet it. There is or there isn't a higher being. I don't know what that being is. It might be a computer programmer for all I know that yeah. created this world. But it's definitely weird to think this was all just created by chance yeah and random molecules just because of like the dna sequencing and the code that's in our genes and how it reproduces and how it it's like a computer programs right strange it really is like yeah. and the way you know our dna stores information and then makes our bodies grow in that way and all these animals have these the code sequences mm -hmm. there's so much math that explains the universe mm -hmm. you know what i mean like right. it feels like if i had to put my money on i'd say there's probably some kind of creator yeah. or thing that's out there a computer program a god a you know but what is it i don't know it could be something we can't even fathom right, right? it could be just some kind of intelligence or or, or not right you know, right. I'm yeah. open to it all. But what I like about that is I could have easily gone the atheist route, let's say. Right. Which initially I thought that way. I'm like, well, there's probably no, because you don't want to believe in one religion. You, you start thinking there is no God, but that's not necessarily true because that path is hopeless. 
yeah. or there's just nothing. Right. And there's no need to be hopeless because you don't know that to be a fact. Right. You don't know there's nothing. You can't possibly know that. So why not believe in the limitless possibilities of everything? Right. And know that there could just as well be something after this game is over as not. Right. At minimum, I got a 50-50 shot, baby. Right. Yeah, exactly. 50-50 <laughs> is good fucking odds that this isn't this isn't over when we die. Right. You know? 50-50. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. But shit, man, like I said, the only reason I say 50-50 is I don't know, so therefore I can't know one way or the other. But right. like I said, all the coding, the genetic coding, right. very strange, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Could be AI, man. You don't know. AI with really believable, you know, skin. <laughs> right. Developed by aliens. We don't know. Right. I know. You're, bro. And I don't latch onto anyone... I just have a problem when somebody latches onto one potential theory and just lives their life saying, no, it's we're here from aliens. You don't know for sure. Be open to that. I'm right. open to that. I wouldn't be surprised by anything, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't be surprised either. I, there yeah. you go. So you're really an open-minded philosopher. I am. That yeah. came up different than me. Like you started deeply ingrained in religion. And so a lot of your being, a lot of your foundation was built upon religious teachings and all of that. And, yeah. it, and it's not, it's a beautiful thing to study. My dad is also like not religious type like me, like open, but he studies every religion, man, because he wants to understand right. how people think and get the gems because there's gems to be had. Yeah, that's... To ignore it and go, oh, that's just, right. why? It's It works for people. It's a certain way of living. There's... You know, but then the guilt part, man, that's the thing I have a problem with. When right. it, when it it's used against people to make them feel bad about themselves for making them to make them feel bad about the animal they are. Right. If you believe in God, you should say, "Hey, this was meant to be then. Right. We are all creatures of some higher being. So why do you have to feel bad about yourself right. if you like music right. or you like sex?" or right. whatever right right or you like watching porn like you're not evil right or you like masturbating yeah, yeah. i'm only saying that because as a male growing up probably all of my f male friends thought they were going to hell <laughs> yeah <laughs> for yeah. a long time yeah. it's already a confusing time in your life right you know and when you're doing it three four five six times a day sometimes <laughs> you start thinking i'm a piece of shit Cause yeah. I th like I thought that was like, wow, right. low life. Cause you don't talk about it. Cause there's these expectations, right? Right of how you're supposed to be, how you're supposed to think. Don't think about that. What right. you're thinking, that's natural. Doesn't mean you have to act on everything, right? Right. But that's true. accept yourself, man. Yeah. Be you. Be who you are. That's the main thing. Give yeah. your talents out to the tribe, man. Whatever they are. Right. That's true liberty. That's what we. You know, liberty is. I remember a girl asked me one time, she said, Rhythm, if you could define love with one word, what would it be? And I said, let me call you back. And I thought about it for the day and then it just clicked. I said, called her back. I said, liberty. Because liberty is when you let everyone be exactly who they are and you see and you just send your, your love to them. Like you don't try to change them. You really are bringing liberty in the world. Now we can all really weave together because yes. I'm not telling you how to live. You ain't telling me how to live. On the contrary, you're like, yo, man. You got a great service. What can I do for you? How can I help you along? And I'm saying the same way to you. But meanwhile, we're like, we might be opposite. 
right. in our expressions in life, in our identities, but that doesn't matter. Right. What matters is when we, when we connect with each other, we're thinking each other in a great way. We're helping right. each other out. We're wasting valuable resources without doing that, man. Yeah. You know, when you don't tap into people's like talents, what right. they can bring, embracing it. That's why I love the Smurf Village, man. You know, because <laughs> I gotta go back. To me, show. it's about everyone's themselves. You know, if you're a if you're a jokey Smurf, cracking jokes, then be that Smurf. Be a comedian. Then don't right. tell kids you're you're bad. Talk too much. Maybe you should be a talk show host. <laughs> yeah. I was talking too much in school. See, there you go. <laughs> they sent me on a, and then I became an accountant, bro. The yeah. fuck was I thinking? Because the school wasn't telling me, hey, you talk a lot. You should look into being a podcast host. Nobody ever said that. It was just negative. Hey, shut up. <laughs> you go into the principal's office. Mm. Yeah. Just like you said, those kids that wanted to dance, dance. Don't tell them to sit down. Oh, you like that? You know what? Let's do a dance class. Right. You know, embrace that. Embrace Get, it. Let them find themselves and, and, be, and feel good about who they are and be part of, you know, this tribe. Yeah. In the best way they can. And that's when you're gonna have beauty, man. That's when you're gonna have a, a beehive that that's fully functioning, fully operating. Fully right now, we're like a saggy ass beehive, man. Mm. A little bit sad, a little bit saggy, sick. <laughs> get a little bit off. We gotta, we gotta get our shit together, man. Reconnect. Right. Re reactivate all of the bees, man. All right. those bees right. laying there, man. Like that, that are out, down and out. They can't handle this bee, bee, beehive life anymore, man. It's gotten too hard. All these bills. Bees aren't made to pay all these bills and do all these things. And, you know, you got to help them out a little bit. You're right. But each bee is valuable, man, to yeah. that beehive. Every single worker bee, every single honey bee, they're all valuable, man. That's true. And we're kind of just like, ah, ah, don't worry about those bees. They're kind of like, you know, that's normal. Right. Is it? It's more like a, 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 a symptom. Like something's off here. Right. Something's off on this island, man. Right. You got bees laying there sick and not feeling good about themselves. Something's wrong. That's true. That's very true. Yep. That's true, man. Yeah, we got to get the beehive together. Let's get the beehive, get the beehive, man. Get it back. Yeah. Before how Better than it's ever been, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, the beehive's never had the internet before. Right. We could connect. We could really connect it all. Like you said, we're all one, man. I really believe that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're just bees from a different part of the world. Maybe right. they look a little different. This one's got a little fuzzier. This one's got a different type of stripe on it. But we're all fucking bees at the end of the day. We're man. all bees. We're yeah. all connected, baby. We're yeah. all spread, spreading that pollen, man. We f that love. Right. Pollinate the world. Yeah. With the love. With That's our right. love. That's right. That could come across wrong, man. Let's <laughs> pollinate the world with our love rhythm. <laughs> yeah, get ready good. for us. <laughs> oh, man. Good shit, man. It's good stuff, yeah. Should we end it or? Well, I just want to see if my kids are here and then maybe. Yeah. How's your schedule look? I'm good. I'm free. Yeah? Yeah, I'm free. All right. Um, well, let me take a break because I want to get a lighter. Okay, yeah. Should we start up real quick again? Yeah, why not? We good? <clears throat> yeah, just to see. We're fucking. Um, I definitely felt like that was, I thought that was a really good interview. Yeah. I felt a little bit like both of us were holding back. Right. A little bit. Yeah, I, I was. Right? Yeah. It's like, 
conscious of the podcast, conscious of the microphones. I haven't done an interview in a while, too. Okay. I don't know. Is that... I'm just being super, like, open, right? There's nothing right. wrong with... I thought it was, like, a great conversation. But I felt like you you held back a little bit. Like, you were tentative. Yeah. Right? You like know, You know what it is, bro? Like, I try to interpret... I try to translate the information to different in a different way based on different people so i know i'm all, i'm out in the world now so i got i got to translate this information for everyone to get you, i see i see your thinking about how to say it right which is good cuz i feel like with me i've learned to slow myself down right. i'm doing it right now consciously right cuz i use my words more effectively so that's actually a good reminder for me right but back to you I think you got to not do that, man. No. I think my artistry suffered a little bit on that podcast. Suffered meaning probably not the right word. I held it back because I wasn't, if my art is talking and interviewing people, right? I was holding back my art and you are holding back your message a little bit. Yeah, I know you're right. You're right. It's that balance of choosing your words and not wasting people's time with something they may not understand, let's say. Right. And compromising just what you want to say and how you want to say it. Right. So that's interesting, man. So wait, why? I feel like, here's my hunch. Something happened along the way. There's things that happen in your life. Um super bad stigma maybe with like being overly religious maybe that people held against you or something and you're like worried about going into it too much because people are going to misinterpret they're going to judge right and i don't think you fully expressed who you are now you kind of kept it a little vague so I, maybe you can go into that yeah you're right like, uh, yeah. are you re like, cause I'm, I'm kind of like, I found myself filling the gaps for you a little bit. Cause I'm guessing you could right. say you're wrong, Rick. I'm just telling you what's right. in my mind to yeah. be honest. So you can go, Oh wow. That's what you think. That's what I'm getting. Right. right? Like, and maybe this is like part of both of our evolutions to right. like strip all that shit. Yeah. Cause the conversation is way more interesting if I'm asking whatever the fuck I want. Right. And and saying what I want and not going, oh, how do I lead this interview for the podcast audience? Yeah. It's not really my brand at all. Right. In fact, I think what I'm going to take away from this is I should have primed us more for having a real open conversation yeah. versus like, let's have a podcast. Right. The podcast is like secondary. Right. It's like the music is almost, the recording of the music is secondary. Right. It's the song, it's the message, it's the feeling. Right. Yeah. Well, that the one thing that I was thinking of when you asked what made you break out of that religion thing, well, when I when my mother called me up with the dream with the vision that I had, that I, I don't know how I forgot about it, but she said, Hey, you remember when you were five years old, what happened? And I said, Well, what happened? She and she told me again and then it just clicked. And I said, How did I ever forget that? But basically what happened when I was five years old. And it wasn't a dream. It really happened. I was laying in my bed. And then a man walked up to my door. 
And he didn't never he never came in my room, but he stayed at the at the threshold of the door. So I get out of bed, I walk up to him, and I give him my left hand, and he takes me into my sister's room. And my sister was sleeping on her right hand side. And she I remember seeing the pink carpet in her room and the brown carpet in the hallway. And he looks at me, and without words, he just while he's holding my hand, he says, David. I love you. And then he says it again, David, I love you. David, I love you. He said it three times. And then he said, your sister's eye will be healed and you are going to have a little brother. And when he said that, I was excited because my mom, when I was when I was that age, my mother would always cry and say, oh, Jesus, please don't let my don't let Michelle get her eye. Don't let her go blind. Let her be able to see. And she, I hear her praying and crying all the time that she would pray she wouldn't be blind. So I'm I'm excited now. I'm like, oh, she's gonna be healed. So he brings me back in my room. I walk back into bed. He never came in the room, but he then he walks away. And the second he walked away, I run out of bed. I run to my my, my mom and dad's room. I wake my mother up. I said, Mom, wake up. And she wake up. <gasps> That's how she always wake up, like <laughs> gasping for breath, you know? That's Even funny. to this day, she'd be <laughs> you know. And so I said, Mommy, I said, Michelle, me I called her Miwell. I said, Miwell's eye's gonna be healed. And I'm going to have a brother. She said, huh? Who told you? I said, a man. She said, a man? It's like, yeah, he came to my room. Well, who came to your room? I was like, yeah, you know. That's right. You remember. You remember that? Cannoli feels that shit. He's like, I, I saw that. I was there. That's right. Bear witness. But um, so then she's like, what did he look like? And I, like, I couldn't remember. It wasn't, he didn't have no glow or anything like that. He just looked like a regular man. They just walked up and up my steps and into my room at the exit. So basically, my mother didn't know that she was pregnant with my brother, but she was pregnant with my brother and my sister's eye is healed. You know, she never went blind. And um, so that showed me that whatever it, you know, that showed me that I'm being guided and that, that I'm loved. And, you know, we all are love. You know, it's there's not one greater person than the other. You know, it's like um, we're all one, you know, so but it just that let me really be at ease with going my own way. I said, I'm gonna get out of all the connections I'm with around these people. Bless them all. And I remember walking into the bathroom, shutting the door and looking at the mirror and saying, OK, remove me from all these people. Bless them with all the joys of life and send them, make them harmoniously fade out of my life. And then I said, thank you. And then couple weeks later it was like done you know it, there came an issue where i had to say a yes or no i gave my no it went okay boom was done and uh I was, you know then i was afraid so i didn't know if they would come and attack me or because it, it was, i was connected with a lot of interesting folks so see here's where <laughs> i'm not sure if i'm just not hearing or you're leaving things out okay that everybody wants to know yeah yeah and it's okay if you don't want to go into it. Yeah. I'll go into I it. I love it because somebody's going through whatever you went through, man. Right. So, I don't know. And, but I understand. I totally respect people's privacy and fear. And you don't want, maybe you don't want to hurt other people. People to get upset, whatever. So, it's up to you, man. But plus, we can we can cut it out. So, I'd rather for the conversation. Like, yeah, let's yeah. turn the cameras off then. Or keep it rolling and cut keep whatever you want to cut out, cut yeah. it out. I'm not kidding. Josh knows. We've cut stuff out where people afterwards said, hey, you know what? Can you cut the part out where I'm smoking, let's say, or whatever? And we're like, yeah, just cut it right yeah. out. So that's what I'm saying. Like, 
I should have prefaced it by, I shouldn't, I, you know, I didn't say that this time. I almost always start and say, hey, by the way, this is a conversation. Anything you want to cut out after, we just cut it out. Yeah. So you don't have to feel like, oh, I don't want to say this on camera. Right. But like, you were 18 at this time? Uh, yeah. Is this when well, you had the, that, wait, when did you have the division? The division, the, oh, the, the actual thing happened at five, five years old. And then your mom reminded you of at it 18, later. Um, I was around 24, maybe. Yeah. And that's when you decided to walk out? 24, wait, 18, 19, 20, 20, 20, Probably like 27, actually. That's when you decided to yeah, walk out. That's when I decided. Why? Because I knew, I knew. No, that, but what was oh. happening? Were you in a, were you like in a cult? Like, was it a group that was like, oh, no, it you was can't called leave? that. It was called a cult. Yeah. People so were, is that what it is? Because that, and that's okay. I, I never You don't have to label cult. it, but why yeah. were you like, why did you have to separate yourself? Well. You were being controlled? Like, there's just a, like. I. I, I don't know because I wasn't in an environment like that, but. Yeah. Actually, my my produced. Sorry, just to tell yeah, you, because you know what, I want to just let you know where I'm coming from on this because I just want to know. Like, I don't. It's one of the things I don't like about the podcast is like I like having open conversations and like people trust me with stuff I never tell anybody. Right. So that's what I'm saying. You know, I don't want the podcast to limit the real discussions, the real conversations. Someone right. might want to. I notice that's missing in the podcast is like in my real conversations with no cameras, people start asking for advice or, or, or like opening up to me because I open up to them and tell them all my pain and mistakes. And right. I'm, you know, and they realize, oh, okay, you're not trying to find something on me. I'm just trying to like help people navigate this game. It's fun. Yeah. Like we all can have fun. So yeah. remove the mental prisons. You remove some mental prisons that day. That's what I hear. But I just want to understand it so other people can do it. Yeah. If you're willing to share it. Yeah, yeah. Like, what was it, man? What, well, from the yeah. outside, people, everybody was thinking it was a cult. I heard it from everyone around me. But did I think it was a cult? No. Right. I, it doesn't matter. Okay, yeah. sorry. I forgot to say what I was going to say. That my partner oh, yeah, that's in the in the film production business, right? My right. One of my partners, like, grew up in a cult, man. He says it was like... You know, like a seven-day Adventist, hardcore, controlling what you do and think. But it's not about the label. Who cares about the label? There might be cults out there that are good. They're like groups, right, that think a certain way. So I don't really care about the label. I'm saying you had, you were in an environment that was like oppressive and put a lot of restraints on you. Mm -hmm. You couldn't do your music. Yeah, well, like my partner couldn't listen to he didn't he didn't hear Beatles or or like any of that shit till he was like eighteen. Wow! And he was like, "What the fuck is this?" Right. And um, he loves music. He wouldn't study me. He's an artist, man. Right. So imagine you're a fucking musician Smurf, and you're told, "No, no, you can't." It's yeah. like Coco, that movie Coco. They're like, "No, don't play the guitar," and he's a guitar Smurf. Right. You're you're taking you're you're, you're fucking cutting off his fucking spirit man yeah like what if that is the thing you want that's why i use the smurf analogy what if that's the thing you what if you are music smurf or whatever right right and somebody's keeping you from doing that because they're telling you it's bad it's not good you shouldn't do it yeah you're going to hell like that's just you know yeah it's controlling mind mind control man right right yeah the uh you know what it was like I was doing music while I was involved with these people and um but it was basically I wasn't I couldn't speak my own mind 
uh, I was starting to look at things and, and like, I remember when my friend threw away a box of books that I had brought back. Um, and a lot of it was like, some was on the occult, some was on like esoteric, esoteric information or ancient science and stuff. And to see it being thrown out, and I was like, okay, this is where, see, I want to read these books now, but they're getting thrown out. So this is where I knew the split was happening because I, I want to go down that road. I want to know what's, you know, and you want to stick to this thing and that's fine. So um, I remember grabbing them from out, a few of them out from the trash and, you know, t keeping them and stuff. But it was like, I knew at that point, see, at that point, I was blaming a few people in my mind. I was angry with them because I felt like I, they were the enemy and I had to get away from them. But in my solitude from them, I realized I was oppressing myself. So therefore, naturally, it could have been any other face or name, but there would have always been somebody to oppress me because I'm oppressing my own self. And they're they're oppressed. Right. So you're blaming them who are oppressed, who's blaming their oppressor and so on. It's up right. to you to like figure out how to how to escape it. Right. Once you put it on yourself, you're like, okay, what do I do? Forget and empathize with them. They don't know any better. Yeah. They're just doing what they think is best for them. Right. Everyone's doing that, but it's not, you know, it's up to you to get out of that. Yeah. You know? Because now if I speak to the people, there's it's love. Like I still contact them now and then. Right. Hey, how's everything? How's family? Da, da, da. And it's peaceful. It's a whole new, it's a whole new image now. Right. You can empathize with them now. That's yeah. very important, man. Yeah. Because they're just doing what they think is is best, man. Right. You just maybe opened your eyes, turned on the lights. And let me tell you, just to say for the record, why is it better to question everything? I guess in some cases, ignorance is bliss. That could be true. But if you question everything and you stack up your beliefs against a different perspective, you can always go back to your old belief. Nobody's yeah. saying, no, don't believe that. Mm -hmm. So why hide it unless you're scared that the alternate way to look at it might be right and you're afraid people might leave your way of thinking, leave the house you built. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what it is because I don't mind somebody questioning me. I don't mind somebody saying, Rick, you say you're open to anything. Well, let's talk. G dude, give it to me because if you give me something that works better than what I already know, <clears throat> I'm going to adopt it. Right. Fuck yeah, why not? We're all together. I'm just trying to play this game better. It help me. If you have a better way I could play, I want to know. I'm right. just sharing with you. Here's what I learned. Don't oppress yourself, man. Right. And there's so much oppression out there. That's what that's the major problem I have with religion is the oppressive part where they make you feel guilty for having instinctual desires, attraction toward a certain career or a certain type of person. Maybe yeah. you like somebody from another race, religion. Who cares? Right. We're all the same, man. Yes. We can breed together. Obviously, physics tells you that. So is how could you think there's something wrong with that? Right. right. Once you really understand where we're from, that we're all just from different continents affected by the environment for hundreds of years. Like, we're all coming from the same place, man. Right. Probably Africa. Although, again, that's just what I think. I don't know. Right. Maybe that was made up. But it makes sense. We're all the same fucking species that fucking multiplied and, you know, evolved in different parts of the world. Right, right. That makes sense. And that, you, you know, open the your mind, open question your mind. it, question it, and then go back to being, you know, thinking the same way if that's the best 
way to look at it, right? But but question it, stack right. it up. Let's see what happens. Yeah, you can never go wrong. Question. Well, even in the Bible, to bring up a verse. It says that it's the honor of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings to search it out. So like the infinite mind is like hidden all these wonderful mysteries for us and it's endless. And us as the kings, we are here to search it out, to ask and question and seek and, you know? Yeah. But but it's an infinite storehouse of like treasures that we're gonna, we're gonna be able to uh, find, you know? Like everything's gonna keep changing and progressing. Like the, the, the amazing part of this, of that vision I had when I was five was for years, my mom would ask me like, what did the man look like? And I never had an image in my face. Like, I never could recall the, what to, a detail. She would say, was it Jesus? Was it an angel? Well, who was it? And I would just, I would be like, I don't know. But then one day, about four years ago, I was in the same room as my childhood where it occurred, sitting on the same bed, looking in the same direction. And I was just, I had all these box braids in my hair. I was taking all the braids out one by one, just like, sitting there for hours doing it and then finally when i got done i just like comb my hair out and i'm looking at myself in the mirror and then i look at the door frame and then i look in the mirror and i look in the doorway again and then i said was it me because i realized that the man i saw in the mirror was the exact image of the man i saw in the door Oh, fuck. and I've never said this out in the public till today. Oh shit, that's a fucking cool ass story, man. Like, <laughs> like meaning, I I believe you, and I remember having like shit that happened to me when I was a kid, where I'm like, did that happen? Right. Do you have such an imagination? But some of it probably did, man. And 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 that's great. That's cool, man. Yeah. Imagine it was you visiting, maybe. Maybe just by thinking about the time, you created this time loop. Yeah. I don't know. Like not, I not, mean, who knows, man? We don't really know how this quantum physics works, man. Right. Like multiverse, the multi-universe, like, you know, time is an illusion. Yeah. I don't know. And yeah. Because this might be a simulation. That's why the, all those things could be explained by simulation, by the way. Right. That's why it's like, oh, yeah, like there's these like, you know, there's uh, flaws in the system and you kind of, you see like the parallels of things. and Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Anything is possible, you know? Anything is possible. Because one time too, I mean, that was an actual vision. Like that really happened. So that, like, it wasn't even a dream. It like really happened because I never fell back asleep. I just got right back out of bed. But one time though, I had this one dream where, um, my mother in the dream, she was flipping through old photos and she says, look at this one. And she hands me it. And it was a picture of me and my sister running up the driveway on a summer day with our big old book bags. Like we just got off the bus. And then in a flash, I was in the photo and I was on my driveway and the wind was blowing. And I looked down the driveway and I see myself as five years old running up the driveway, like, you know, my bowl cut, just running up with my sister. And as I got to the top of the driveway, I looked at myself, I said, David. And then he looked at me and I said, and he ran up to me and said, David. And I pick him up like this and I'm holding, but it's me at five. So I'm holding him like this, David. And I put him back down. So it's like, you know, it's interesting. What's up, King? Yeah. Damn. But yeah, just 
the the the, the coming back. You know, they say your inner child, you know, <laughs> communing with the right. He's still alive. The little five-year-old you and you and you of is, course, is still man. alive, you know? Right. Yeah, well. Somewhere in the universe, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's right. a different person almost, too. Like, we change so quickly, man. It's like this other person. Right. But it's hard to stay connected with them. Right. I don't know if I really remember that person. That was good, man. Yeah. Nice, nice flowy ending. Right, right. Good ending. Yeah, we'll Good. find the we'll find the ending part, man. Okay, you know, like we don't have to post all of it, right. or edit it out, but good shit, man. No, thank you. What's that? Get that. Oh, thank you, King. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you. I'm excited, man. because yeah. you're thinking big, man. Yeah, Canoli. Come here. He's a good dog. He's a very good dog. Knock him out the box, Rick. Knock him out, Rick. Knock him out the box.